0: Guangxi is an informal network based on Confucianism. It constitutes the set of personal connections which an individual may draw upon to secure resources and is an advantage both when doing business as well as in the course of social life. Guangxi connects everyone who shares the Chinese tradition and its common values. Denoting the Confucian structure of human relationship, it appears to be the lifeblood of Chinese business community, extending into society and politics. Developed mainly through networking and social gatherings, Guangxi is of utmost importance to win the Chinese over, regardless of the type of business you are in. Since China is a low-trust society, Western business enterprises in China all depend on being part of a strong Guangxi network. With Guangxi, one can overcome huge entry barriers and gain a competitive edge versus competitors that are outside a circle of trust. Without Guangxi, one simply cannot get anything done. With Guangxi, on the other hand, many things become possible. Face The concept of face is of utter importance in the Chinese society. Face is not so much what one claims for oneself. Rather, it is the image one wishes to project regarding one's social position, status, and credibility. Being questions of prestige, savings, and giving face, reputation and dignity are all directly linked to self-esteem. Indeed, the concern of face exerts a mutually restrictive, even coercing power upon each member of the social network. Face is a fragile commodity, and its loss implies shame which traditionally has been used as means of social control in China. Loss of faith leads to retaliation against those responsible. Furthermore, the concern for face often leads to the avoidance of confrontation, which can have undesirable consequences as underlying conflicts are left unresolved. Negotiation Negotiation techniques characteristically used within a culture are normally related to underlying values, norms, and ideologies. Any given negotiation is more likely to succeed when the parties understand the reasons for viewpoint differences. For example, in Western societies, trust in negotiations is often attained through written agreements. Indeed, Written agreements make it possible for Western parties to trust each other in a business context, although they may not trust each other as people. On the other hand, the Chinese usually prefer a gentleman's agreement over contracts. In other words, they prefer to trust the people behind a deal rather than relying on a formal Western-style contract. As a matter of fact, trust tends to be mostly personal in cultures favoring oral agreements and establishing trust requires people to know each other before the negotiations can start at all. Understanding and respecting these types of cultural differences can mean the difference between success and failure. The negotiation process commonly involves four stages. One, non-task sounding, which includes all activities required to establish rapport. Two, task-related exchange of information which includes the needs and preferences of the parties. 3. Persuasion, which includes the parties' attempt to modify each other's subjective viewpoints and arguments. 4. Concession and agreement, which includes empathy and understanding, and a willingness to cooperate. Although this process is consistent across cultures, the duration of the four stages may vary for example, in China, the non task sounding stage is quite important and can take longer than in a typical Western country. Humor. Based on cultural insider knowledge and often context specific, humor is used in all cultures. Since the time of Plato, researchers have argued about what constitutes humor. According to the incongruity theory, What amuses us is some object of perception or thought that clashes with what we would have expected in a particular set of circumstances. This would be typical for situational comics, which is quite common in China. According to the superiority theory, laughter is always directed at someone, implying a feeling of superiority on the part of the person that laughs. Finally, the relief theory takes a more psychological approach, treating humor as a venting of excess nervous energy. For example, when the Chinese do not understand Westerners, they often respond with jiggles. Having a common sense of humor can be experienced as sharing a circuit code. It requires being sensitive to others' experiences and recognizing sensations such as hope, frustration and possibility. Humor requires the ability to respond to others in the moment and can be quite useful in difficult negotiations. Indeed, engaging in humorous interaction right after a difficult agenda item has been addressed may function as a release of tension. In addition, humor may constitute an effective way of managing guangxi between negotiating parties by indicating that they can be cooperative in spirit even if they disagree on facts. Humor is based and used predominantly in the non-task sounding stage of the negotiation process, in which the Chinese not only express humor, but are also receptive towards it. Play the game accordingly to get under the skin of the Chinese and reach the hidden core. You can certainly achieve a good ground for developing healthy Chinese-Western relations by exposing yourself, reading between the lines, exploring the feelings of your counterpart and using humor. Appropriately.